Good morning and welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Chicago. Invite those in person to stand and face the rear of the church as I welcome our online community as well this morning. In today's gospel, Jesus says, As I have loved you, abide in my love. No greater love is there than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Because of God's unconditional love for us, we welcome one another without exception, whether we are those in person today or gathered online in Chicago or around the country. We welcome one another, whatever our ethnicity or the color of our skin, our racial background, our religious or spiritual background, whoever we love or marry, our gender identity, and even how we see the world and vote. In such a divided country and world, we need to hear the gospel that unites us as one people in Christ's love. May God bless us today as we gather for worship. Also a welcome as we remember our mothers today and whatever feelings we carry, both gratitude or perhaps feelings of loss on this day.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, you have prepared for those who love you joys beyond understanding. Pour into our hearts such love for you that loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises which exceed all we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Acts. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The believers from among the Jewish people who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So Peter ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
A reading from 1 John. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we, are, we love the children of God, when we love God and obey God's commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey the commandments which are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God conquers the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. Word of God, word of life. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in my Father's love. I have said this, I have said these things to you, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. As you can imagine, I have been doing a lot of reflecting on my time here in Chicago, and especially my time here at Holy Trinity as I anticipate to transition to my new call in Michigan at the end of this month. I've been reflecting on each one of you who have accompanied me along the way, offering guidance, love, and support to Tara and I. I've also been reflecting on 
who I was when I first moved to Chicago and who I am today. It might be hard to believe, but whenever I think back to who I was and what I believed back in 2010 when I moved to Hyde Park to begin seminary, you'd probably be stunned to know how much of a political and theological 180 I've done. When I talk about it with my students in the campus ministry, they lovingly refer to that person that I talk about as Republican Ben. And the funny part is, is that they're not wrong. But it's proof that no other time or place in my life has been as transformative as Chicago has been for me. This place has taught me what it means to not just claim allyship with my black, indigenous, and siblings of color, but to be an accomplice in our collective liberation from racism. This place has taught me what bold and beautiful queer pride can look like when it is celebrated and not just tolerated. This place has revealed to me its darkest and deepest corners where many of our neighbors experiencing homelessness seek refuge. And it has invited me into authentic relationships with the human beings I have met there. But as I reflected on what this place has taught me with regards to today's scripture, I thought about what I learned about power here in Chicago. You see, Republican Ben thought that power was a zero-sum game where everyone had to look out for themselves and take whatever they could get. This understanding of power is what we will call power over. This type of power is finite, and it convinces us that we are in competition with each other to obtain as much power as we can so we can control ourselves and others around us to our own self-interest. This was also the reason why, at that time, I thought power was a very bad thing. It was a dirty word to me. People in power used it poorly, and I thought power corrupts. We all know the phrase, power tends to corrupt, absolute power corrupts absolutely. But then came my introduction to community organizing, where I was taught a very simple but important definition of power. They taught me that power is simply the ability to act. They also taught me that in a hyper-capitalistic but still somewhat democratic system like we have here in the United States, that power can come in two forms, organized people or organized money. Seeing as how I was still a very poor seminary student when I was being taught these principles, it, I was not in a position to organize the sum of money that I would need to make any change in the world. But what I could do was put my energy into building powerful relationships with the people around me. And that way, when we would need to act, we could do so together as one, rather than trying to change the world as divided, less powerful individuals. This understanding of power, it was revolutionary for me to consider. No longer did I have to think about power as some finite commodity that I was in competition with others to obtain. But I could instead understand that power is essentially infinite, as there are always more powerful relationships that I could build with others around me as we cooperate and build power together. Talk about a mind-blowing moment. I was enlightened beyond belief. And this simple but radical change from power over to power with, it transformed me. It transformed how I related to others. It transformed how I related to the government, to creation, to God. It even transformed how I read scripture. So let's turn to our scripture today. We heard first from Acts, where the Holy Spirit falls on all of the people, both the circumcised believers and the Gentiles. And they are filled with the power to speak in tongues. Peter testifies then to the fact that the power of the Holy Spirit cannot be contained or withheld. Thus, everyone who received the Holy Spirit that day was baptized. Then in our psalm, Psalm 98 begins with the words, sing, to the, sing a new song to the Lord who has done marvelous things, whose right hand and holy arm have won the victory. Now that is some victorious, powerful scripture right there. 
But this psalm also reminds us that God's power and victory and righteousness is not only for some, but it says, the Lord will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. But then it's in our second reading from 1 John where it starts to get a little bit tricky. Our power over spidey sense might start tingling when we hear lines like this. For whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Conquerors, it says we are. We who believe that Jesus is the Son of God conquer the world. Hmm. What does it even mean, though, to conquer the world? Does it mean that we have power over the world to dominate it, to control it, to colonize it or exploit it? No. Another word for conquering is to overcome. So instead of what if we thought of this idea of conquering the world as not dominating the world, but overcoming the ways the world has taught us to think and behave? Maybe this means overcoming our worldly desire to behold power over others and the earth and instead share power with each other. In this pandemic moment that we are in right now, it is being revealed to us just how little power we have individually or even nationally over the coronavirus. Instead, we are dependent upon each other for our collective health. And right now, we have a choice. We can choose to withhold the power and access to intellectual property for the vaccines so that they can be developed, or we can waive those intellectual property pr protections so that the vaccine can be produced and distributed more widely, especially amongst poorer countries in the global south. In her book, Holding Faith, Athia Cynthia Rigby says this, what sense can be made of this moment as a moment of discipleship? What are we being called upon to do and to be right now, today? For it is right now, today, that the Messiah asks us to join him in doing power differently, in hoping against hope, and in holding nothing back for the sake of those whom God so loves. Will we join what God is up to, or will we just get in the way? We know that God is in the business of healing, so we must ask ourselves this question. Will we stand in the way of this healing or will we do power differently, cooperating with God and sharing power with others as opposed to holding that power over others and holding back life-saving vaccines to the poorer parts of our world? I think the answer is clear and I think it is also supported by Jesus in our gospel when he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. He then goes on to say, I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last. Dear people, Jesus is sharing power with us here. No longer are we in this master-servant relationship where Jesus has power over us, but he has shared his power with us as friends. This is how Jesus loves us, by sharing his own power with us so that we can then go and love others as Jesus has loved us by sharing our own power with each other. This sharing of power is a demonstration of love that gives us the ability to act together as one and to conquer the world wherever worldly power has distorted our relationships through racism, queer phobia, classism, or any other phobia or ism. My friends, it has been such an honor to share power with you in this place as we have worked to overcome these phobias and isms within ourselves, within this church, and even within the wider world. So now let us continue sharing our power far and wide, 
obeying God's commandment to love one another as Christ has loved us. And together, we can bear fruit, fruit that will last. A different world is possible, possible when we do power differently. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Refreshed by the resurrection life we share in Christ, let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We thank you, risen Christ, for these waters where you make us new leading us from death to life and from tears to joy. We bless you, risen Christ, that your spirit comes to us in the grace-filled waters of rebirth like rains to our thirsting earth 
like streams that revive our souls, like cups of cool water shared with strangers. Breathe your spirit and your peace on your church when we hide in fear. Clothe us with your mercy and forgiveness. Send us companions in our journey as we share your life. Make us one, risen Christ. Cleanse our hearts. Shower us with life. To you be given all praise with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God, now and forever. Alive in the risen Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God. Loving God, you call us to be your fruit-bearing church. Strengthen the bonds among all Christian churches. Today we pray for the Moravian Church, giving thanks for the life and witness of Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf, renewer of the church and hymn writer. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Creating God, the earth praises you. The seas roar and the hills sing for joy. Fill the earth with your love, so that by their song, all creatures of land and sea and sky, burrowing and soaring, may call us to join with them in praise. Hear us, O oh God. Faithful Savior, you conquer the world not with weapons, but with undying love. Plant your word in the hearts of the national leaders that vaccines be provided for nations most in need during the pandemic. Hear us, O oh God. Caring healer, you forget no one and accompany the lonely. Be present with those who are sick or suffering especially those we name aloud or in the comments section. <laughs> Provide for those needing homes or medical care and point us toward life-changing responses to these needs in our own communities. Hear us, O oh God. Gracious God, as a mother comforts her child, you comfort us. Bless all those who provide motherly care, and especially for those who grieve losses this day. Hear us, O oh God. Gentle Redeemer, all who die in you abide in your presence forever. We give thanks for Blessed Mary, Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf, Matthias, and all your holy ones. Keep us in union with them until we sing with them in glory. Hear us, O God. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It is indeed a joy and delight to gather as the people of God, the Holy Trinity community, both on YouTube this morning and nearing 50 people here in our sanctuary with more children, kids, and teenagers than we have had in about 15 months. So what a great joy to welcome you all to worship this morning. On Holy Trinity's YouTube page in the information to the left, as well as the comments section to the right, there are several links. One, of course, is the PDF for the bulletin so that you may follow along each week. There's a welcome form as well where you can list prayer requests, find out more information, express interest in membership, or desire to be on our weekly e-newsletter list, and also a link to make an offering as well. On our website is also the sign-up for these weekly uh, in-person worship services. Our executive committee decided to raise that number to 50, so please note that there are more spaces available in these coming weeks. 
Thank you for, to all of you who last week joined us for HT Unmuted the first time. You have to make a little bit of a technological shift right after the service, either during or following the postlude, to go to the link for HT Unmuted. That, is, of course, is for all of you at home this morning. Here we will greet one another at the back of the church. But this is a chance for us to share the peace, to see who's there, to see each other's faces, to hear some announcements, celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, and just know that we're a community um, of faces uh, in this congregation. So we hope you can join us immediately following the service. Today is the um, last small bites of our season, and we will be talking, those of you online following HG Unmuted, about next fall and how we might do um, adult formations, spiritual formation, small bites, how we will do that remotely and what times and how often that might work best. And finally, if you go to our weekly e-news, there's information about signing up for the crib shelter. We volunteer there on May 25th and the Lakeview Pantry, um, the crib shelter on May 15th and the Lakeview Pantry on May 25th. So if you're interested in volunteering, getting involved and using your hands to be a sign of Christ's presence in the world, please look at that information. Praise to you, O God, for your word of life, creating a wondrous universe, proclaiming freedom from captivity, becoming the song of your people. 
We praise you, O God, for your word. We praise you, O God, for your word. Your word is made flesh among us. With Mary in the garden, you call us by name. With Thomas beholding your wounds, you call us to believe. With sheep of other folds, we are gathered by your voice. Your word names our death and our life. A seed that falls into the earth and dies. Rain and snow that come down from heaven to water the earth a vine in which we abide. Through your word, you appoint us to bear fruit, fruit that will last. We bless you, O God, for your word. We bless you, O God, for your word. By your living word, we are witnesses to these things. Breathe into us your Holy Spirit. Open our minds to understand the scriptures. Give us wisdom to declare what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Fill us with strength to love, not in word or speech alone, but in truth and action. With every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, we join in the hymn of all creation. As we thank you, O God, for your life-giving word. We thank you, O God, for your life-giving word. Amen. Trusting in God's tender motherly care and using the Orant's position of open hands, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. God, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen you to walk with him in his risen life, and the blessing of the Holy Trinity, one God, be with you and remain with you forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen Alleluia. Go in peace. Share the good news.